0: The message entitled tonight, What Did You Just Say? And um, I'm going to be talking tonight again on speaking in tongues, and that's why I've entitled the message this, but I'm going to share tonight on the benefits of speaking in tongues and why we should do it. Um, I've really the last few weeks, I've really just set out to prove that tongues are a valid gift and the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a valid gift in the New Testament, still a valid gift. And thank God that um, I know it's valid for me because I am baptized in the Holy Ghost, so um, um, happy days. I know, I know that it's a valid gift for the new covenant church. Um, but we've looked at several things with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Really, we've just shown that it is valid from Scripture. Um, we've shown types and shadows. We've shown through the book of Acts in chapter 2, chapter 8, chapter 10, chapter 11, and chapter 19. And we've seen where people were baptized in the Holy Spirit, a separate experience from the new birth and that they spoke in tongues. Amen. Um, and so we've looked at that. Last week I answered several questions that come up anytime that you speak on tongues that people just maybe have confusion about. Um, and we looked at several things last week, um, things like, you know, there's a difference between a tongue and an interpretation of tongue and, a, and and your private tongue. Tongue and interpretation of tongue is something that's public for the church. It's a message that's given to the church. Um, so we could be in the middle of worship or whatever, someone might just start speaking out in tongues and it's louder and it it's, it's loud, it's above everybody and it ends up being, everybody goes quiet and someone's speaking forth a message and then what comes forth is an interpretation. That's for the church and it should always bring edification, exhortation and comfort every single time. There's too many Old Testament prophets in the church today, people with Old Testament prophet mindsets where they just come bringing judgment. But thank God Jesus took all of our judgment and we're under blessing today. Amen. We're under the grace of God. So we don't come to church to be ripped down, tore apart. We come to church to be built up. Amen. So um, that's why the Bible says when people prophesy, which uh, tongues interpretation of tongues together equal prophecy, or you can have prophecy on its own, but it should always bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's so the church may be edified. But your private tongue is to edify you, not to edify the church. So thank God God's given us the ability to, to speak in tongues. And we looked at several different things last week the tongues of men and the angels another one that comes up as well that people say that you know what um, we don't need tongues today because um, we're under love today because Paul said I show you a more excellent way at the end of chapter 12 and then went straight into chapter 13 this is in 1 Corinthians straight into chapter 13 and what did he start to talk about on love and so people say that you know the more excellent way is love so if you walk in love you don't need tongues no that's not what Paul said in. Paul is saying that it's better to operate the gifts in love than to just operate the gifts. You know, operate them in love. And so if you look there, chapter. Chapter um, 12 shows the the gifts of the Spirit. Chapter 13 shows love. And then chapter 14 shows how you build up the church. And that's using the gifts in love. And I, you know, I, um, I'll just say this just before we, and then we'll move on this evening. But uh, has any of you ever had anybody um, minister uh, um, maybe the gifts of the Spirit? And you've seen them just do it abruptly with people. They just, you know, speak to people like dirt. It's like, hey you, get up here and there's no love in what they're doing they're not building people up and um, you know and that's why Paul's saying it's better to use the gifts in love some people just are abrupt in their their mannerism even there's there's some preachers are very abrupt in how to speak to people They, they, They talk down to people instead of lifting people up some people come to the pulpit and what they're looking to do is give out to people They've been planning all week. They've maybe heard a bit of gossip through the, the grapevine, and you know it's like I can't wait to Sunday because I'm going to let it rip at them. The, the church isn't the pulpit isn't for letting it rip at one person or two people. Why tear two people apart uh, uh, and or the whole congregation apart to get at two people or one person or whatever? That's not. People didn't come to church to get shot off from behind the pulpit. People came to church to be built up. That's right. Amen. And there is times you have to talk to people, but do it in the right way and do it. Go to the person and sit down and talk with them. It may heart to heart, but why why should everybody? Coming to church, coming out on a Thursday night. You know what, when you come out on a Thursday night, you don't want to come out and me me rip shreds out of people. And, you know, condemnation and control and manipulation and all of those things. You come to church to be fed, to be built up in your faith, to be more excited about what God has done for you. To fall deeper in love with Jesus and to press on in your Christian walk and do great things. Amen. So, praise God. So, that's talking about using the gifts in love, amen. So, um, so there's many different um, there's many different questions. I, I have them on that CD um, last week. Um, so I'm going to talk about the benefits. Some of them I'm not going to get through everything here this evening, but I'll show some benefits of speaking in tongues and why we should do it what, what is so important about speaking in tongues um, and uh, sad to say in, in right across the board in most churches today do not speak in tongues people do not speak in tongues people are not even conscious of the baptism in the Holy Spirit and really when you say you believe in it sometimes you stand out in this generation you know. Uh, but praise God, God didn't call, cause us to hide he, 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 we got saved to stand out Amen. There's not what light does; it stands out in the darkness. So praise God. Amen. Here's here's um here's one of the reasons why people don't speak in tongues. Here it says here and um let me just focus this a bit. It looks a bit out. There, that's better, isn't it? Um, look look here in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse two. It says, "For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men." Um, but on to who? God. You know, when we speak in tongues using our own private language, you're not, you're not speaking to the person beside you. It's not for the person beside you's benefit. That's why we don't have to blow their ears out, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, just, just, you let your heart speak to God. It's not to impress people. Uh, it's not to make people who don't speak in tongues feel uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean you don't use what you've been given. The Bible says don't forbid it. Don't forbid speaking in tongues, but you know what? You're not speaking to the person beside you. Who are you speaking to? God. Amen? So this is your private language that you can use whenever you want. So it says here, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Look at this, for no man understands him. High in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Do you know, where'd that go from? Amen. Um, <laughs> how being in disparity speaks um, mysteries we'll come back to that there hopefully um, later this evening but it says when you speak in an unknown tongue you don't speak on man, you speak on to God and nobody knows what you're saying you don't even know what you're saying and here's one of the reasons why people don't use it is because they don't know what they're saying And some people, you know, just can't handle if they do not understand what they're saying. So when they're speaking in tongues, their heads go and tilt, because when you speak in tongues, your tongue is not connected to your brain. Your tongue is connected to your spirit. Your your tongue can disconnect, not physically, but it it can hook up to your head. Or it can hook up to your spirit. When you speak in tongues, it's not your head. It's nothing to do with your head. It totally bypasses your head. And your head goes tilt. Because it doesn't understand what it's saying. And some people, when they speak in tongues, hear of people speaking in tongues because they do not understand with their head. They just totally chuck it out the window. But we have scripture. amen, And the scripture lets us know that you won't know what you're saying. So when you're saying it, you don't have a notion what you're saying. But the Bible tells us actually what's going on. So, and that's where faith kicks in. And you have to have faith in this. So people who are operating in sense knowledge, which is, which is just where you are, mentally, you can handle it. You know what? Our brain can figure out everything of the senses. But once you put the senses to the side and you operate in faith, so this here sometimes can have a hard time grasping it because faith is beyond your senses. Amen? It's like a sixth sense. It allows us to believe what God's word says, even if our head can't grasp it. Amen? Here in verse 14 it says, For if, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is what? Unfruitful. So it's my spirit that's praying. So you just have to have faith that God's word is true. And when you speak in tongues, you have to have faith that it's not my head that's sending the information to my tongue. It's actually my spirit man that's connected to my tongue. And you have to have faith that it's not your head that's doing the talking, but it's your spirit. That's doing the talking, amen. And and that's why you know when you when you ask why entitled is here, what did you just say? Because when we speak in tongues, we don't know what we're saying, amen. But you have to have faith that God's word says that you your tongue has the ability to connect and hook up with your spirit man. So it's your spirit man that's speaking. That's why you know people do. We test. So I'm not going to do any in the night. But you know if you start counting. In your head, start counting up to 10 and just start to speak. You won't be able to keep counting in your head because your tongue is hooked up to your head while you're thinking. And you know what I mean? You just, you just can't do it. If you, what say? If you start thinking, to t- say it, start going in your head 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. But as you were doing it, if I said stop, you can actually keep counting in your head. Amen? You can keep counting. Sorry, I'm saying it wrong here. I'm in the flow of this other thing. Let me go back. I wasn't even planning to say this. Let me slow down and say this here. If I was to get you to count to ten in your head and then get you to say your name, your brain your brain will stop. You can experiment with it at home. Okay. But if you are counting in your head, you can speak in tongues and still count in your head. That's right. And it just lets you know that your spirit is not connected to your brain. It is connected to your or your tongue is connected to your spirit when you're speaking in tongues. Amen. I sound like I'm speaking in tongues at the minute. I'm I'm all muddled up in saying that. But anyway, (laughs) praise God. (laughs) Um, In in, um, Jude um, chapter 1 and verse 20, it lets us know that whenever whenever we're praying in the spirit that we're building ourselves up. Amen. But it lets us know um, it talks about our most holy faith. And that's why when you speak in tongues, it takes faith. Amen? It takes faith to do it. And when you're speaking in tongues, your faith is is, is being ministered to. Because you're operating in faith to do it. Why? Because you have to believe that God, as I'm speaking in tongues, this is having a positive effect in my life. As I'm speaking in tongues, there's a lot of great things that are happening. And it takes faith to believe that. Amen? So... Praise God. Here again, Paul, as I said the last time, Paul spoke a lot in tongues. Um, I'll put it down here as the world record holder, because Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Paul obviously seen that there was benefit of doing this, because he spoke in tongues an awful, awful lot. Amen. So, it lets us know there that Paul said that he spoke in tongues more than every one of us so there's benefits to speaking in tongues amen so I'm going to look at some of the benefits here um, this evening the first one I'll go to in a second here but the first one I want to look at is boldness one of the benefits that come just with the baptism in the Holy Spirit, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, one of the initial evidence that comes with being baptized in the Holy Spirit is there's a boldness that comes. There's a, there's a, there's a tenacity. You may know the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen? Not as timid as a mouse. Amen? We're as bold as a lion. Um, in... in um, In the book of Acts, you see the boldness that came upon the apostles whenever they were filled with the Spirit. They became very bold about their faith. And even just as I was sharing earlier, you know what I mean? In in these last days, we're going to need a boldness. We're going to need a boldness to keep speaking what God's word says, and where does that boldness come? It comes from the baptism in the Holy Spirit, where we become bold and become bold in our words, and not ashamed. I, I don't mean um, preaching at people. I don't mean being a nuisance, but just what we are not ashamed of what Jesus has done for us, and we're not ashamed to tell people in the in the face of adversity, in the face of intimidation, will we stand up for Jesus? Amen. But I tell you, we have. Help. Amen. Do you know the Christian walk is not self help? Amen. Amen. It's not our. Effort. God's given us all the help we need to do all the ammunition that we need to be the witness for Jesus Christ that, that he's called us to be in actual fact Jesus said to the disciples that you know you'll you'll ha- you'll be endued with power from on high and you'll be a bold witness for me you'll be endued with power to be a witness to be a witness of Jesus Christ amen so we are not even told to do witnessing as much as just be a witness for Jesus Christ that's a t- 24 hour witness walking around like a a, a traveling billboard advertising Jesus Christ to the world amen and that's who we are and there is a boldness to do this there is a tenacity to be a a, a witness for Jesus Christ Um, you can see when Jesus um, went to the cross remember Jesus said you know what smite the the shepherd what happens to the sheep They're they're all scattered and you remember Peter he turned around and he said you know what Lord lo all of these forsake it! I'll not forsake it. I'll I'll even die for you Jesus. And And Jesus said to Peter, Peter you don't even realize you don't need to die for me. I didn't come for you to die for me. I came here to die for you. And where I'm going you can't go. In actual fact Peter before the cock crows twice you're going to have denied me three times. And you know what? Peter denied Jesus publicly. Amen. And not just denied him. Denied him with cursing and swearing. This is, this is a, um, one of Jesus' disciples who, went, who followed Jesus around for three years. Seen the miracles that he'd do, he done. Seen uh, you know, um, his, his wife's mother ministered to and healed. Great, great, great miracles were done. He seen lots of miracles. Amen. And you know what? Um, but when the pressure was on and in the face of public opinion... He crumbled. And he crumbled in front of a, a wee girl who was intimidated. And not alone did he deny Jesus, he denied Jesus with cursing and swearing. Amen. Do you know, peer pressure can be an awful thing. You know, that was one of the things that put me off becoming a Christian because I, I, I didn't know why I could stand up to my mates and tell them that I, that I got saved. I didn't know whether I could do it. I was, I was afraid to meet my mates and tell them that, you know what, I'm a Christian now because I was afraid they'd laugh at me. And sometimes we can be more worried about what people think, amen. And, instead of just doing the right thing. But there's a boldness that comes. Do you know what? Peter was a different man after he got filled with the Spirit. Amen. You, you know, you, you can see a different man in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 3 and chapter 4 than you can see in the Gospels whenever he denied Jesus. Amen? You see a completely different person. What happened? Well, you know, here, here's the reality of it. The baptism in the Holy Spirit will turn you into another person. Amen? It'll change you. And it has fruit that comes with it. You know, it's like it's like superheroes. The world has gone mad about superheroes. They're making more and more films now than I can ever remember about superheroes. You know, from x to Hulk to the Avengers to Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, and just one just keeps coming out after another. You had Ant-Man there. Um, you know, there's more coming out in the new year. New Spider-Man coming out. There's... Superman versus Batman coming out. And there's just been an explosion of, of superhero films. But you know what? Here's something about a superhero. You, know, you, take, you take, for instance, Spider-Man. Spider-Man was a normal, everyday person. In actual fact, in the film, he's just a bit of a nerd. In the, in the program, he's just a bit of a nerd. You know, really interested in science. Gets bullied. Gets picked on. Very wimpy. No muscles. And then he had an encounter with a spider that bit him. And do you know what? It turned him into another man. He became a superhero. He developed muscles, man. <laughs> he he was able to stop crimes. He actually was turned into another man. Well, in the Old Testament, you know, you could have the Holy Spirit come upon you. You weren't didn't have the Holy Spirit in you, but he could still come upon you. And you look at you look at people where the Holy Spirit came upon them like um you know like Samson he was turned into another man. And may you look at 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 the likes of. Um Saul, um, Samuel said to Saul, you know, he told him to go a certain way and you will come across a company of prophets. And you know what, what would happen would be, he says he would, he would be turned into another man. And you know what, he began to prophesy and exactly what happened, he was turned into another man. Not that you change your form, but you're just, there's something comes upon you that changes you. And you know what, the baptism in the Holy Spirit changes us. I mean, you, look, you look at Peter, Denying Jesus in front of a little girl, and then in the book of Acts standing up publicly in front of the very leaders who put Jesus on a cross. He stood up publicly and spoke publicly about Jesus. Amen. In actual fact, they for that and Peter and told him not to speak any more in this name. And Peter said, You know what? I can listen to you or else listen to God. Very bold. A bold, bold witness, amen. But here, look this is after. Um, Um, Remember uh, uh, in chapter 3 of the book of Acts that Peter and John were out walking? Which was another thing that was unheard of as well. Peter and John didn't get on with each other. You know what? The Holy Spirit changes us. It really does. You know, I I was reading this here in in the book of Acts. You read in Acts chapter 1, before the outpouring of the Spirit in chapter 2. It says that Peter stood up, separate from the rest, and spoke. But in Acts chapter 2, after being filled with the Spirit, it makes this statement, Peter stood up with. He didn't stand up separate, he stood up with. And here's one of the wonderful benefits of the Spirit of God as well. The Spirit of God came to bring unity. Amen. He didn't come to divide us. He came to bring a spirit of unity. Amen. And sad to say, even over the baptism in the Holy Spirit, so many people divide over this issue. Do you know what? I'm not going to fall out with anybody over the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They can fall out with me, but I'm not going to fall out with them. Because the reality of it is, any, anyone who's made Jesus Christ the Lord and sa- as the Lord and Savior for their life, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ, whether they speak in tongues or not, whether they believe in the gifts of the Spirit or not. Amen. We're going to spend eternity together, amen, so it would be great to get on with each other now, but here's one of the benefits of the spirit of God, he brings unity, so Peter didn't stand up apart from everybody, now there's more spirit of unity, he stands up with, amen, Um, so you see that there in in Acts chapter 2, but you know in Acts chapter 3, remember the the man at the gate, beautiful, And um, he, was, he was asking for alms. He, 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 what do you he call it? Couldn't walk. And he was there asking for alms. And the Bible says that, you know what? He, he, he looked at Peter and John and they fastened their eyes upon him. And it said that this man expected to receive something. You know, uh, you know expectancy is a wonderful thing. Amen. Do you know, the, do you know uh, we should always be expectant. Absolutely. You know, he, he didn't get what he thought he was going to get, but the reason he got something was because he was expectant. He was expectant to receive something from Peter and John. But you know what? Peter and John, what they had to give him was healing because it was in them. Amen? But because he was expectant, do you know what? God God was able to minister to them. Do you know? You'll get what you expect in life. Amen? That's a different message, but we'll move on from that. But you know what? Some people's expectancy for their life is down here. They just they just see themselves as a worm, as a nobody. No, you're not a worm. You're a you're a child of God. Amen. We need to get our expectancy up. We need to get our hope up. So, some, so in this world, it'll tell you, don't don't hope. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to put our hopes higher than we've ever done before. We need to be expecting. You know, you can have your hopes torn down, but don't be afraid to hope again. Get your hope back up. Hope deferred does make the heart sick. If you've ever had your hope dashed, it does make your heart sick. It's disappointing when when your hope has been dashed, but don't be afraid to hope again. Yeah, man, get your hope back up. Maybe some people say, don't build your hopes up. Build your hopes up. This world is wonderful at taking our hopes and bringing them down to a level of controlling us. Let me tell you, put your hopes higher because God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Abraham hoped against hope. There was no hope, but he still hoped. Why? Because he got his hope up. Amen. Isn't God good? I meant to be talking on the Holy Spirit, but praise God. He was expecting and he got healed. And you know, you know the story where they stood up and um, they told everybody about Jesus and you know, 3,000 people got born again. But uh, Was it the 3,000 there? Was the it 5,000? Those people got born again anyways a result of this but it says um, and this is in front of the Sanhedrin the, after this here they were dragged in before the religious leaders and look at Peter here. This is a different man. A man who stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached to everybody. He wasn't ashamed of Jesus that day. He told everybody about Jesus. This man gets healed on the, uh, uh, at the gate beautiful. They're dragged before the San, Sanhedrin. And it says here, here's what the people said here, the, the leaders, the Jewish leaders. They said, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. They perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men and they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. They've they seen something in these men. What they seen was a boldness. Actually, actually, in fact, if you study boldness in the Word of God, boldness shows up in your mouth. When you're bold, you speak. Amen? That's why the righteous are as bold as a lion. i will tell you, in the face of adversity, you know what, there's a tenacity that comes. You know, I was thinking about this on the way up tonight. You know, Paul the Apostle spoke in tongues more them all you think of the adversity that Paul the Apostle faced and yet he was still as bold as a lion what 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 caused them to still have that tenacity and that boldness well it wasn't him it's not natural ability that gives you that strength it's God's ability on us but here just here's one of the benefits there were uh, they, they were um, bold to speak. Peter was a different man. It's one of the benefits of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say tongues directly here, but you can see between the end of the, the, the Gospels and into the book of Acts, into chapter 2, something took place. It was the outpouring of the, the Holy Spirit that changed these people into bold witnesses for Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Again, after this here, they threatened them and sent them sent them away and told them not to speak any more in the name of Jesus. But look what it says here in verse 29. Uh, and this is when they came back to their own company. And you know what they prayed? Amen. Prayer is so powerful. It really is. Instead of instead of um, um, getting bogged down with the threats. Why not go and pray and speak God's word? And you see in chapter 4, when they prayed, they prayed what the word said. They spoke the word out of their mouth. They didn't deny that there was threatenings because faith is not a denial. They didn't deny that there was threats, but they took the word of God and said, but God, this is what you say. You know what? You can have things happen in your life, things that come against you in life, and faith is not a denial. It doesn't deny the problems. But what faith does do is it takes a hold of God's word and it magnifies God's word above the problems and it speaks what God says. So, yes, we all face real issues in life, but I tell you, they are facts and facts change. But God's word is the truth and it never changes. And they they came together and they prayed. And it says here now, Behold our threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness, we may speak thy word. See, boldness is the connected to speaking. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. Amen. Awesome. You know, imagine us praying in here, and the whole building starts shaking. And you know, we left here full of the Spirit of God, full of boldness, and start telling people about Jesus in the middle of the town. But that's what they did. Amen. That's just a, a... God does great things. Amen. The place where they were assembled together. Amen. You, you know, here's, here's another thing. They were assembled together. Thank God. Do you know what? God wants us to be assembled together. Joined together. Do you know, we're, 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 we're all in the body of Christ. And we're better together than we are apart. Amen. Amen. We can do more together than we can apart. And it says here, and they were filled with the, the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word with boldness. They were intimidated, or were threatened, and they tried to intimidate them not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus. What, what happened? They were, became full of the Spirit of God. Now, they were full of the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost, but this is like a fresh, a fresh filling. Do you know, do you, know you, do you know you can have the baptism in the Holy in the Holy Ghost and you can still feel like you're dormant as a Christian. you can feel like you' you're not stirred up in yourself. Do you know what You can be filled and refilled and refilled and refilled is not what the Bible tells us in Ephesians, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. amen and one, way, one of the ways to do it is just keep speaking in tongues. Amen. So it says here, and they were filled with the, the, the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. You know, I, I'm just thinking, I, I can remember working with a guy years ago, and the nicest guy you ever met in your life. But I worked with him for a couple of years and I, did, and I didn't even know he was a Christian. And I worked right beside him for years and I didn't know he was a Christian. He was a Christian and loved God with all of his heart. But he just didn't have that tenacity and that boldness. To share his faith with anybody. And it, actually, I asked him one day, I said, tell me this. I said, Are, are you a Christian? Because no way sometimes you can you, you can just know sometimes. You can just know. You know, my I, I could see that you know we love God, but just wasn't very public with his witness. And I'm not and again I'm not saying force the gospel down anybody's throat. We're not Bible bashing people. People don't like anything forced on them. But you know what, Just we're not ashamed when the opportunity arises. And I can remember asking him one day and, uh, about you know do, have you made Jesus the Lord and Savior you of your life? We're just talking very open and he said yeah I'm, I'm saved and he was saved for years and years and years but you know what, nobody else knew that in the workplace. And you know what, we're witnesses for Jesus Christ. People are meant to hear the gospel through us. Amen. They're meant to hear the, the gospel through us. They're, they're, we get the opportunity to share our faith. You know, I've worked in factories. I've worked in building sites. And you know what? You can share the gospel wherever you work. You can share the gospel around whoever you're around. I've sat on top of roofs and shared the gospel with people. I've sat and shared the gospel with people fitting. Because they, uh, I used to fit PVC. And while well, I'd be fitting PVC, and they were fitting roof tiles. And you know what? Maybe they found out as a Christian, they'd be asking me questions. And I'm working in their working and we're talking... <laughs> We're talking about Jesus on top of a roof. I, I remember there was a guy, um, he, he, he wanted to talk to me, and he talked to me on top of the roof because there's nobody about. So he, he, he could talk to me up there. And But he didn't want any of the lads to know that he was asking me questions. But he was going through a lot, and his child was very sick at the time. And um, he was looking for real answers. And you know what? He knew as a Christian, and on top of the roof, he started to talk to me about Jesus. But you know what? That's what we're, that's what we're about. We're meant to be a bold witness. Is for Jesus Christ. Amen. So, praise God. Here's, an, here's another benefit. Time's actually beaten us here. I'm going to show this one and we'll, we'll maybe wrap up this evening. Praise God. It's good to be bold, isn't it, for Jesus Christ? Yeah. Amen. And, 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 you know, the reality of it is there's a lot of people who love God on the inside and they're, they're so in love with God. But they find it hard coming out of themselves. But here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He turns you into another man. There's a boldness that comes. I, I have to say in my life, the baptism in the Holy Spirit changed me and made me a bold witness for Jesus Christ. As I know myself I can be timid and I can be shy. Outside of the pulpit, I know whenever I meet people for the first time, I in myself... I can be very awkward around people when I meet people because it's just my personality. I find it hard sometimes opening up around people until I know them and then, you know yourself, I don't shut up. But, um, but I found the baptism in the Holy Spirit changed me. And it, it, it made me different. Amen? It, changed, it really did change my life. Um, I, I, remember Dad sitting, I remember Dad saying to me years and years ago, this is years ago, it must have been he maybe doesn't even remember it but, um, but I can remember um, preaching one night um, I, I was in uh, Pastor Joe Corey's church at the time uh, and um, I looked after the youth for for, for, a, for a good period of time and we took a service and I can remember preaching a message and I, I'm not sure where dad was at the service or where I had the, the CD of the message or something, give it to dad or whatever and I remember dad saying to me only I, only I know you I know it's you But I'd never believe it if anybody was to tell me that was you doing what you were doing. Because me and myself, before I got saved, I didn't do stuff like that. I used to get chucked out of school for if people, a teacher would ask me to stand up and speak in front of the class. On several occasions I threw a book at a teacher, I'd rather been put out of the class than speak in front of the class. And there was a couple of times I remember whenever I was about 16 in a business studies class, the teacher <laughs> said, Paul, can you come up to the class? And just it wasn't, can you up to the class and read to the class? And I took the book and I fired it that hard. It hit the blackboard. And um, the, the <laughs> of course, I got through out of the class <laughs> and <laughs> nearly, got, nearly got expelled from my art course <laughs> as a result. But... I was, I was intimidated to stand up in front of a, a group of people and read. And I was just not going to do it. I just I would rather have got expelled than read in front of the class. But I tell you, God changes you. And, may, and you may not stand in a pulpit, but you need to be bold wherever you are. You can be bold when the opera. It doesn't mean like you stand up, oh, shunday, shunday, and whoa! It's not, not that at all. But you, you can be bold and speak what's in your heart... And you don't even have to raise your voice. You're just not afraid to say it. And sometimes you can be afraid. Fear's right in your face, but boldness will just say, "Move out of the way," and you'll speak what needs to be said. Amen. Um, praise God! I'll share this one, and we will will close this evening. Sorry. this one here. Here's another wonderful benefit: revelation of Scripture. So the word of God became alive whenever I got saved but I tell you whenever I got filled with the spirit of God there was a hunger for God's word that has not left in the last 21 years. I mean, I I know for me, I'm passionate about God's Word. I don't mean to say I'm in it night and day all the time, but I'm passionate about the Word of God. And here's one of the wonderful benefits of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, Look at this verse here, actually, in verse um, 11 here. It says, For with stammering lips and other tongues will he speak to this people. And Paul, made the reference to that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 as a direct reference to the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues but look what it's sandwiched in between look what it says here in verse um, 9 whom shall he teach and whom shall he, uh, whom shall he make to understand doctrine or the word of God them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, um, hear a little and there a little, for with stammering lips and other tongues will he speak to this people. But the word of God was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, hear a little and they're a little. Do you know that the the, the speaking in tongues here is sandwiched right in between the Word of God, because the Word of God is taught line upon line, precept upon precept, and there is a, it, it's like a, there's a heightened sensitivity to revelation knowledge. Whenever you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's just like there's a, your, your spirit is more receptive to be able to receive understanding to be able to receive revelation of Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ has done for you. You know, and that's what it's about. We're, we're to grow in knowledge of him. We're to grow in the knowledge of what he has done for us. We're to grow in knowledge of who we are in Christ Jesus. And i, I found, you you put these together, there's a boldness that comes, but you want what? Revela- there's a revelation that comes from the scripture and that's, that's part of what makes you bold as well. You find out who you are. You find out that you are the righteousness of God, and there is just there's a connection here. And the connection is when you're filled with the Spirit of God, there's hype and sensitivity in your spirit, man, to be more receptive of what God has done for you. Amen. Do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? It just, because you're, your you're spirit, man, you're, I, I'm not sure, I don't know exactly why it is, but I know you're using your spirit more, your spirit is more open, you become more sensitive, do you know, you become more sensitive to what you use as well. And there's just, it's, all I can say is there's a hype and sensitivity to the Word of God. The Word of God just comes alive on the inside of you. Who does, it just boom, just your sensitivity level to be able to receive what is being said and to be able to absorb what is being said and to get a, a, a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. I mean, that's why it's so important. I mean, there's just two in there worthwhile being bold, a bold witness for Jesus Christ, and revelation knowledge. You know, Revelation knowledge just goes through the roof. Do you know what I, let me say this here you don't you don't receive revelation up here. You receive revelation in here. You don't understand the scripture with your head. You understand the scripture in here. There's a depth to it, you know it does go up to your head. But there's a depth in here because the Bible says that, you know what, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, you know, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But the Bible says, but it's been revealed unto us by his spirit and the Bible goes on there to let us know that the Holy Spirit is in us and we have the mind of Christ in us because we have the Holy Spirit in us amen and that the spirit speaks to us spirit to spirit and so on the inside you can get a depth many many know you can understand something with your spirit you don't even know how to put it into words and when you try to explain it it's like it's beyond your head because the Holy Spirit is revealing it in here and you know what that is that's depth to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is able to bring revelation and understanding to us. That's why whenever we pray, the, Paul said, when you pray, pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Get a revelation of who you are in Him. Amen? And so, praise God, I, I tell you, the Holy Spirit has been given to bring revelation of the Scriptures. And, and he Isn't He the author? Amen? <laughs> The Bible says that holy men of old wrote down the scriptures as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So if he's the author of the scriptures and he's in you and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you there's a knowledge, there's a sensitivity to scripture. Amen. Praise God. Um, I'll be taking this one up the next time. A rest and a refreshing. Amen. So thank God. Amen. Father, we just worship you tonight. Lord, we just thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, we just praise you, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful gift that you have given to us, Lord. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.